Welcome, fuckers. It's our Halloween episode, and I am Harley fucking Quinn. My co-host is a delectable semen-slurping Simone. (laughs) And I say that with all love, because she has a collar on, and I feel like she would slurp that semen so fucking good. Speechless? No comment? (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube... If you're on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify or any of those, go to YouTube or dressed up. And Simone looks like the hottest bitch I've ever seen in my life. Oh, come on. Look at you. You're Harley fucking Quinn. Harley fucking Quinn. Did I make TikToks with Harley fucking Quinn? I sure did. You need know. to go and watch them and like them and share them. Yeah. And all those things. And I did the Harley fucking Quinn song. Like it's only mm-hmm. you have to. have to so we're back Simone had COVID last week I had a cold I did but mm-hmm. we're on the mend and yeah. we bring you a fabulous fucking episode we have one of our dear friends and I call him a pillar in the kink community he doesn't like that (laughs) he's just him he says it's just how I am this is what I learned but he he is check out his page and we bring you the interview of the infectual dom our guest today is one of my most favorite people in the entire world he's a well-known self-aware dominant within the community I know him as bestie but you know him as ineffectual dom welcome hi Thank you, Kinky. <laughs> Anytime. For the, for the lovely introduction. <laughs> of course. Always looking out. I can call you Kinky, right? Oh, yeah. People will know. Of People course. will know what this nickname is about. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm going to call you Scully because that's how I know you. Yes. How did you get into the BDSM world? So this was like when I was 16 years of age. Or I was 14, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure about the age, but either it was 14 or it was 16. So I was just browsing Instagram and I got through a tag. It was something related to Chibari community or something like this. And I opened the tag and uh, I saw a picture. It was, it was like advanced level of Shibari. So the girl was tied around in a particular pattern or something. So I saw it and it kind of turned me on, I would mm-hmm. say. And uh, I went to the Google and searched the word Shibari. Then I came to know that it is uh, it is a kind of bondage that Japanese practice. And uh, I think the whole concept of bondage is created by the Japanese only from mm-hmm. the starting. So yeah, I researched about it. Then other terms came around like spanking or yeah something like this so i started searching on google and came up with different terms and uh, then i found the communities on instagram so Mm -hmm. my whole journey has been uh, has been limited to instagram i would say because i don't use other platforms as users Uh, so yeah that was somehow i started and uh, researched all the terms that's cool so um, what kind of like research tools did you use when you first started? Like books and the internet mainly? I didn't use books at all. So starting was like internet only for me. Yeah. So I didn't have any knowledge only. It was just basic things like uh, spanking, flogging and all these terms and all the to- tools you can use mm-hmm. and uh, how uh, different types of ropes are used over body, which uh, are safe for your body, like the marks. Uh, I told you about that uh, coat and rope and other uh, ropes which are uh, healthy for the skin mm-hmm. and uh, which can be which can burn your skin or something like eradicate it in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what I was saying, I forgot. That's okay. Uh, yeah. What just... was the question again? Oh, just like you were on the internet looking like that's how you learned more about it and like 
to do yeah. research. So my main source was just Instagram pages at yeah. first. So from Instagram, I would say the articles really help. Like uh, when you go into Google, uh, you type a certain type uh, type of uh, topic, like about spanking, and uh, a well known uh, well known uh, person from the community, a dominant or an author. Uh, article will came and you can just uh, read through it and uh, click through the links uh, link to it the article so i i searched in that way only the books came later then i realized that uh, the books have very defined way of to understand uh, what it's like to be in the bdsm community and uh, what are, what is the difference between kinks and uh, ds so, yeah, yeah. Instagram was my main source, I would say. Yeah. But that's not how one should start. That will come later. <laughs> it it was my journey. I made mistakes, so, but yeah, I it came around later. It's yeah. good that I didn't uh, get in the wrong path mm-hmm. or uh, choose a path that can affect me in a permanent way or something. Yeah. It's so important to recognize that. Yeah. So for new people coming up into the community, like what would you recommend they do? Like reach out to other subs or doms or like start researching on the internet themselves first? I would say the when a person starts, they don't throw, uh, really know what is it about and whom to approach. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I have seen articles of people should do that, people should do that. And when I started my journey, I didn't look for, uh, look for anyone or uh, for any advice. Mm-hmm. It was just me and the internet because I was so afraid to ask anyone like uh, what it means and uh, is it something wrong or right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to start right, uh, li- like the uh, kinks of yours that uh, turn you on or affect you in any way, write it in a list and uh, start ser- uh, searching on Google. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I always, always say bondage and spanking if you uh, search on the Google, what is bondage? Open it, read it all. And if it matches, like if it is healthy in a way, like mm-hmm. you can feel the vibes from the topic. Like uh, this is, this is, uh, this makes sense. Like this topic yeah. is making sense. So you can search it and uh, in, in that way you can start and later you can, uh, you can see in the, online articles they will recommend books like some famous books are one of the uh, one of the books the loving dominant it is about like a thin line between abuse manipulation and the actual dominance so so the love uh, loving dominant is a good book for that mm-hmm. and uh, there yeah there are other books related to that mm, screw 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 roses send mm-hmm. me thorns is it about it is about the ds dynamic and uh, other uh, the safe words we can use and uh, the all the safety techniques and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah after reading online articles there are lots of books they will suggest to you so whichever whichever turns you on or <laughs> if you want to read them yeah. you can go for it So on your profile, it says you're self-dominant. What does that mean? Yeah, so dominant for me is like how I lead my life. It's not related to my partner, you mm-hmm. know? Like when we talk about a, let's take the example of this. If uh, I'm, I'm a male person or if I call myself something, so that's something related to me. So mm-hmm. dominant for me is how I lead my life. And uh, if I am interested in kinks, so how do I approach them? So whatever decisions I make, that's related to me, not related to anything else. Mm-hmm. So dominant for me is if uh, I lead my life in a dominant way, I don't depend. Uh, I am not dependent on anyone, and uh, I earn my money in that way. And uh, all the qualities I have, I'm self-aware of, uh, of myself. I know what uh, feelings are going through, uh, go- going through me, and uh, how I tackle uh, certain situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so yeah dominance dominance is not something related to kings you know yeah ds is a whole different concept ds is all about if you are a dominant or submissive uh, uh what you can say that um, if you are a dominant person who leads in life and if you, even if you are a submissive person you want uh, you want to be a submissive person for certain individual like you have to lead life in uh, in a dominant way but uh, for a certain person you want to just rest and relax because you are just too tired to be uh, to uh, to be in that phase of a dominant uh, during work time if you are working long hours and uh, you are just uh, a leader there uh, handling a team so you want to just get home and uh, relax with your partner lay lay with them cuddle with them so mm-hmm. yeah we crave for certain things like as a dominant i want my submissive to uh, just lay alongside me and i w- i just want to take care of them when i get the time so for for a submissive it can uh, be the other way around yeah if yeah. that makes sense it does yeah yeah what are some red flags that people should look out for red flags should yeah so this is a topic uh, like people always talk about like what red flags a dom should have so first <laughs> the first red flag should always be if you are getting the right person vibes from them mm-hmm. it's not related to if you are uh, looking for if they are dominant in a certain way or what things uh, how they and how they practice them the first thing is to notice what kind of person they are if they are matching <laughs> if they are uh, matching your vibes and energy and uh, their views about certain topics like you can talk about like a uh, normal vanilla topics in life like uh, what do you think about uh, feminism this can be a uh, question to see how a person thinks and uh, so yeah normal topics can tell you a lot about a person mm-hmm. and uh, then you can come on the dominant and submissive part what uh, techniques you practice uh, how do you practice these things like that that stuff is uh, especially for the vetting process mm-hmm. and uh, for that all the vanilla of and uh, we are all grown ups and yeah. we should be aware at least before starting all the kinks and ds stuff we should focus on the person mm-hmm. like what how they think and how their personality is and uh, if they are not uh, that kind of person you are looking for Mm-hmm. then it definitely definitely is not the right choice to go further yeah yeah i think a lot of people forget that it's still a relationship and you still need to like vibe with them as a person not just as a dominant or submissive like you still need to be able to be together as people accurately so like ds is a relationship only the difference is in normal vanilla relationship it's a fluid relationship one person can take the dominant role sometimes uh, and the the way around and mm-hmm. in ds relationships the roles are fixed like if i am a dominant i will be a dominant but it can change sometimes like according to certain situations if i am not feeling good so the mm-hmm. my partner can take care of me but the roles are fixed and we try to follow them only like if i am a dominant so my role is to take care of my submissive and sort things for them clear the path like it's not the people confuse it like what is it is it means to lead someone like what is like leading are you leading it uh, on the road like walking someone around behind you it's not that it's like sorting <laughs> things for person like clear things out if you are uh, discussing something so your role is to provide a clear view of what is happening and what is not so sorting is is the word we should use when we talk about leading mm-hmm. what is the difference between only practicing in the bedroom and 24/7 so yeah these are different kind of the this this is your personal choice i would say like mm-hmm. if you are if you are a if you identify yourself as a top or bottom 
you can definitely definitely practice in the bedroom because dominant mm-hmm. is not something like you, if you are in a relationship with someone uh, with a guy mm-hmm. you just can say we will just have sex and call it a relationship you know yeah so ds yes, ds yes is a relationship as we we particularly say it as a dynamic because of the uh, all the things around uh, it's not a relationship only so i would say the bedroom bedroom stuff is for tops and bottoms only mm-hmm. because they just want to play and have a good time and 24 24/7 is for the dominant and submissive dynamic where they want to negotiate and make certain rules mm-hmm. for throughout the day have some rituals of their own have their protocols uh, all set around mm-hmm. so yeah that's the basic difference i would say that makes sense and what are some like safe play rules that people should follow so safe play is very important topic which is ignored by anyone mm-hmm. no, everyone i would say <laughs> than yeah. even but yeah so i would start with the acronyms 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 mm-hmm. ssc rack and prick are most commonly should be used by everyone and basically ssc is the first acronym that that was created so ssc starts with the safe sane and consensual consensual so safe sane and consensual safe, safe play is something like if you are aware if you are but uh, you are getting into mm-hmm. like uh, if you are trying needle play and the blood is uh, if you are poking the needle in your skin and the blood is coming around so what what the what stuff you are using to clear that out if uh, you are uh, if it's uh, you know the aids can be spreaded by the uh, mm-hmm. blood if it's uh, transmitted into your body so it's very uh, important to be uh, aware if you are practicing certain things the safety precautions to take and the research, uh, to research about it and uh, sane i would say uh, after safe sane i would say if you are aware of, of what activity it is if you are getting into some tab- taboo activities like mm-hmm. primal and cnc so if you are aware of the emotional well being of a person like it's not just i i gave him consent i gave her consent it's more than that it's uh, it's important to understand the psychological side to it like what if you are engaging in a scene and during the scene a person uses that uh, some uh, safe word i would say mm-hmm. and uh, and like stopping it in the middle can be really tricky like when the scene ends it's still understandable like it came out at we had planned but mm-hmm. like stopping it in the middle of the uh, session or i would say can mm-hmm. be very tricky so if you are responsible enough if you have that kind of understanding that you can handle the other person if you can take their uh, take care of them during the scene so mm-hmm. it's important to understand if you are and sense uh, sense also describes like if you are not uh, under the influence of something like some mm-hmm. other person said you should try it and but you but you think you are not ready for it to uh, so you to so just to show them you try it and uh, it doesn't come out as you have planned so sane mind is very uh, very important and consensual is uh, uh, as we all aware of consensual mm-hmm. is both personal and enthusiastically uh, consenting mm-hmm. to the activities so yeah so the thing so that thing racks rack is started because in ssc there was something missing like for certain people if they are in the biological field needle play a needle play is safe for them and not for the other person mm-hmm. so yeah when we talk about the safe word in ssc it's like some activities can be safe for one person and not for the other so the people in the community i'm not i'm not sure who introduced this but rag is introduced in the community where r is uh, r is risk aware uh, rag is a, a risk aware consensual queuing mm-hmm. so it means rag is uh, followed on the protocols of 
if you are aware about the risk it's it's good for the players who are just starting out their journey mm-hmm. like uh, in safe sane and consensual it uh, it not it's not that defined but in rack rack is very defined with the we starting with the risk you know like uh, understanding the risk in the type of activity you are engaging and uh, the rest is the same risk aware consensual consensual is related to ssc only mm-hmm. and uh, the kind of kink if you are in the rack and uh, in the uh, k is the end word of the rack so uh, not the word and letter of the word uh, so k means if you are aware about the king if you are researched enough if you have asked the educators of king uh, how you can implement it safely so still in rack there were some limitations like the personal responsibility was missing like what if a person lies to you and say i'm ready for it but they are not really so prick focuses on the personal responsibility only like person takes a personal responsibility that i have consented to engage in the activity and uh, if anything happens that will be my responsibility only so prick focuses on that but you can uh, but you can implement it uh, implement three of them along to like starting with pr of prick where you take the personal responsibility and with starting with r of rack that is you are aware about the risk and ending with ssc that is uh, you are uh, safe and you are taking decision with the uh, same mind and mm-hmm. uh, the partner is enthusiastically consenting for it yeah. then uh, then after following these acronyms i would say safe words are really important mm-hmm. so uh, safe words are very quite uh, quite common like uh, the traffic light system can be used where red indicates you have to stop the activity Uh, green indicates everything is going good and people use yellow for like slow down a bit and uh, so yeah these can uh, these can be used but the uh, certain problems occur while using safe words like a submissive think of a safe word is like if i use it i am failing my dominant mm-hmm. but that's not really the case like you are here to enjoy with the taking care of your safety needs so you can you should definitely use the uh, safe words is not a failure at all but it is something that you are learning about each other about your body language mm-hmm. like in the starting you have to use safe word oftenly but uh, as you will understand each other body language with time you can uh, you will not use it that much so safe words are very essential and uh, one should definitely use them and uh, then comes negotiation is really important i would say yeah uh, before and before engaging in any kind of scene you have to negotiate enough like safe words will not save you from anything like without any discussion you get into the play and uh, expect like i would uh, i will just use the word red and the scene will stop but it's not like that you will feel like uh, you will not feel satisfied i i would i would say mm-hmm. because negotiation is before starting of the scene you discuss this is what i like this kind of touch i like this kind of to- uh, tools i like and uh, i would not like to go that further so negotiation is really important when it come to safe play mm, and uh, yeah 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 these factors are really important i would say yeah i'm not sure if i'm missing one or two but I no that's perfect that's good yeah what are some misconceptions about the lifestyle there are lots of misconceptions <laughs> i would i would uh, tell uh, about my journey yeah. like i was talking to my friend from the school uh, and uh, i mentioned bdsm i asked her what do you know about bdsm and she said is it something related to the sex and and then i i was about to reply like it's not that but uh, she replied first and said we i don't want to talk about this and uh, so yeah i would say people take it uh, take bdsm whole as taboo like uh, yeah. it's something for the 
sadists and masochists who just wanna inflict pain on each other mm-hmm. without any knowledge of of anything and they are just sadist sadist motherfuckers who just wanna hit with each other with shoggers <laughs> and paddles you yeah. know so that is the first mis- misconception then i would say people uh, people approach uh, submissives like they are submissives as in whole uh, i would say people approach submissives like they can just hit them with his slut and uh, <laughs> now you have to play with me yeah. but they don't understand that that submission is should be earned by someone by it's a is kind of relationship they are not submissive for the whole world so the word dominant and submissive uh, submissive is misinterpreted by lots of people i would say mm-hmm. and uh, other means misconception are people are really judgy about things i would say yeah. like if if certain people are uh, trying certain kinks like uh, i mentioned uh, mentioned it in the story uh, yesterday where certain people trying primal and uh, kinks like cnc but they would judge little space and all the cgl and abdl kind of uh, communities like they are some sick motherfuckers to <laughs> fuck each other in uh, uh, fuck each other wearing on cis and packies you know mm-hmm. so i would say that is judgy like if someone is trying cnc they don't want to actually rape someone but just uh, explore their side of uh, their side uh, that is the uh, that is uh, uh, explore explore their side uh, that is taboo for other people mm-hmm. and uh, that is same for the people in the little space community like they just wanna feel little and that is the way they are like they just wanna have sex while wearing all that stuff of uh, the little wear <laughs> so yeah you definitely can't judge them because you are trying your rape fantasies on someone so judging mm-hmm. someone on the basis of what kinds of clothes are they wearing while having sex that is really judgmental and uh, yeah that is one of the misconceptions i would say mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah people don't really want to educate themselves i would say if you will if you will upload something that is educational and helpful to people people just ignore that they don't even make efforts to try and understand that they would just go for the sex selectivities and and then they complain i don't uh, find the right dominant or submissive because they don't want to actually make those efforts to find a <laughs> person find a person that can be compatible for them suitable for them yeah so yeah and uh, yeah people don't try to learn techniques yeah that comes under education only mm-hmm. and uh, there are lots of misconceptions yeah i think these are enough <laughs> <laughs> i think those are all of my questions s do you have any no i don't think i think we've covered like we've covered so much yeah i think i want to talk about bdsm yeah. what it is actually yeah go so for it bdsm is actually an umbrella term because bondage discipline sad, uh, sadism masochism is not just that you you see the ds between bdsm so this ds indicates ds relationships also mm. and uh, from the end bdsm m and uh, previous s that indicates master and slave relationships too so it's an umbrella term and i would say maximum of the kings fall under the uh, category of bdsm mm-hmm. like if you go into details bondage is very much defined sadism is very much defined masochism is very much defined ds and ms kind of relationships are very much defined so people usually misinterpret that that bdsm is limited only and uh, it's a wide term to understand mm-hmm. and uh, read and research about it so yeah that is that is bdsm i would say <laughs> yeah no it's perfect this is a this is a trend nowadays not only dominants but submissives that alpha dominant and uh, all that all those things so like some manipulative people um, uh, wear the titles of alpha doms 
in the community and they misguide the people around like they enjoy it i would say mm-hmm. because i i personally know, noticed it they enjoy it, enjoy it like uh, some new person some new explorer will come into their dms and ask for it so they will take it as they will guide them in an egoistic way i would say like uh, i'm very superior they will mm-hmm. show themselves as superior and uh, greater than the other person like i'm the dominant i'm the master i'm the alpha dominant but it's not that a dominant should consider everyone equally and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah some people uh, misuse the word alpha dominance and it was something related to the wolves in uh, earlier years i don't know it when it was so the human beings uh, human beings started using alpha doms and all this stuff Mm-hmm. but uh, it's not that applicable to the human beings i would say because we don't live in packs we are definitely not like wolves at all <laughs> yeah it makes sense yeah absolutely no i like that so when we talk about sapenji it's like a phrase used to describe the state of mind of a submissive that is like a feeling of have it all at once it's pretty common for the new submissives but can happen to experience submissives as well for uh, new submissives it's like taking a kid to the candy store and seeing uh, all the candies there candies as in all the play types and kings for the first time and uh, those kings are very stimulating to our mind and we want to try try all them once and so this affects the healthy decision making skills of a person and so yeah it is something which can happen to doms as well it manifests in the same way but can have even more serious consequences like uh, a dom in frenzy can leave their partner seriously injured or emotionally damaged they may engage in play that is outside their skill level or they don't know the proper technique to use the tools like the proper technique to uh, use the paddle to sway the paddle use a cane and uh, all the tools that are present so for doms it can be a feeling of i want to have a sub anyway like keeping aside all the factors of emotionally emotionally connecting to the sub partner and it's like an infatuation to sometimes we get in we fall in love with a person just meeting them for the first time so these are some of the factors that can help us recognize how a frenzy looks like in a in both dominant and submissive that is like uh, running into play with people you have just met i mean it's not bad but uh, like you don't properly cultivate like what kind of person they are and uh, is it okay to play with them and uh, rushing through negotiation not properly discussing likes dislikes limits techniques and safe words not using condoms while having sex and like you don't want to have pregnancy but uh, not using condom can have unwanted pregnancy and you don't want that so that is dangerous as well and uh, playing so much that you don't have time to process your emotions that comes under frenzy as well i would say and uh, and changing in play you aren't skilled about or have proper knowledge about like kingsters uh, usually engage in plays without researching about it like they don't take it seriously like we don't have to do research we know what we are doing but a little research and is always appreciated uh, falling in love with everyone you play with that can is can be a sign of frenzy as well falling in love after every every single session with someone 
where these are the signs which can help us recognize that a person is going through a frenzy and yes we can the question comes then how to handle so frenzy if we recognize all these factors what we can possibly do to uh, manage them or go through them so i would say listen to your instincts and uh, keep an open mind don't take decisions in a rush but uh, it's important to remember that these steps can work according to a person's will like the internal work is very important i would uh, i always focus on that uh, while talking to somebody like your inner boundaries your inner self awareness self awareness is very important you cannot blame bdsm for that your inner work is very important before you engage into plays or any kind of kinky activities or bdsm so yeah after the first point of listening to your instincts i would say uh, don't engage in bdsm play with a partner you have just met i'm saying it's not bad to just get into the play but it depends on your state of mind like if you have properly discussed the play and the limits and the proper scenario before engaging into it it's not about time but the mental state of that person um so yeah, if you think you, you are in the right mental state uh, after just meeting you can definitely go for it uh, you can make a mental checklist of different kind of points to align with your mental state and check if they are aligning at that time you want to engage in a play and uh, i would say meeting partners in a public place or like in a munch uh, like in a gathering of the kingsters is uh, good for engaging with new partners i would say like not meeting someone privately you don't know at all because that that can bring anything like uh, an unknown person you cannot rely that much on but in a munch you can definitely find some people who are actually interested in the bdsm scene and the community i would say and uh, i would say t- uh, it's important to take time between play scenes or like play days that is like to remember not play daily like you don't have any idea what you are doing you are just continuously playing playing without understanding the emotional impo- impact it, it is having in your mind and uh, uh yeah so the most important is research properly after learning about a scene research what kind of marks are healthy on your skin if that is like if some kind of impact is not negatively affecting your skin making some permanent marks it is important to see uh, what kind of marks are healthy for your skin and if they will stay temporary or permanent so that is an important thing to consider and uh, consider all the safety protocols and uh, yeah i would say research read all the books you can definitely be able to differentiate between in novice dome and an experienced dome just just by reading and searching experiencing a thing in real is a different thing but i would say just by researching and reading and or reading all the books and all the information you can find online can literally save you from all the fake domes and novice domes i wouldn't say novice dons but can save you from the fake dons uh, out there and can help you uh, differentiate between uh, what a novice dom and what a experienced dom looks like just by the information we would have learned like you can catch the lie in their techniques they talk about in uh, what kind of material they use and the techniques for how to use canes how to use paddles and uh, yeah so by research i mean you can really differentiate between a novice and experienced dom as, as well 
सो दैट वुड सेव योर टाइम एंड इवन विल कीप यू सेव एस्पेशली वैन वी टॉक अबाउट द फ्रेंजीज एंड इट इज़ इम्पोर्टेंट टू रिमेंबर इट कैन हैपन इन एक्सपीरियंसड सर्विसज एंड डोम्स एज वेल लाइक वैन ए सर्विसिव इज गोइंग थ्रू ए ब्रेकअप ए सेपरेशन फ्रॉम देयर पार्टनर एंड सेम फॉर द डोम एज वेल or there there is some kind of trauma that is affecting their mind and they just want to engage in a play with someone so yeah i want to focus on the point that it is important to make friends in the community as well like you have having a sudden urge to play with someone so you can definitely engage with your friends in that case so yeah that is an that is a way to deal with the so yeah in the end i want to focus on the point that is very important to be self aware about things it is important to learn your boundaries and do the inner work so that to learn that if the other effect other external factors are not affecting on your decision making skills and uh, and like you are in the uh, right state of mind you are taking decision with this sane mind and uh, you are patient about uh, patient about it you are taking your time to engage in a scene or in a play with someone be safe and enjoy the lifestyle it's not a burden of labor on your head but it's just a way to enjoy your life more uh, more in a fully way so yeah so yeah it's not a pressure to have in your mind like i am i am associated with the bdsm community i have to learn it all i will have to research about everything it's about if you want to try something research about it take all the factors uh, factors related to that kind of play and uh, you don't have to research it all but just enjoy your time and uh, be cautious about educators and uh, mentors online uh, don't get involved with the fake mentors or uh, any kind of uh, person who has lots of followers is not actually very good person i would say so yeah i would say stay safe and uh, enjoy your time Well, thank you for doing the interview with us. Uh, you're welcome. Also, thank you for inviting me. I would say, of course. So, thank you, Scully is what I call him, Mister mm-hmm. Scull. Yes, for uh, doing and educating our listeners. So, Simone, I'm trying this collar vibe that you like so much. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not sure I'm a collar girl. <laughs> It's really bothering me. How do you do it? I really like it. Yeah. Like I think it's really comfortable. Like I could forget I had it on for sure. But then I was I was one of those choker girls mm-hmm. when I was young. You know, with like the elasticated ones that everyone used to wear. Yeah. Like I used to wear those as a teenager like all the time. So I think I'm used to it. always been in you do you like when they like have you ever had a chain attached and like choke chain mm, yeah I've got two or three like chain leashes and then I've got like the actual chain which you've probably seen on Instagram mm-hmm. like the actual chain so like no collar it's literally just the chain like on your neck oh my god <laughs> I can't like this one is driving me nuts if you're like I'm scratching it constantly yeah it's driving me crazy you literally look like my cat when I put a collar on him and he's like get it off me <laughs> yeah that's how I feel and I'm gonna play dead right away <laughs> no thank you but to each their own I tried it mm-hmm. not for me so what's okay. like the what's the usage of the collar like people is it like Does the dom pull it or can you pull it for like self-pleasure and stuff? 
yeah it completely depends um there's different so like you've also got the ones with like the rings and you can attach like leashes and things and you can um you can use them as well when you do like the rope ties if they've got like the ring you can attach the rope to like Ooh. harness type things um and you can get ones that have like the cuffs that I've got that have um like chains attached mm-hmm. as well cuffs are attached to the collar um but yeah you can attach like leashes and things and they can obviously be used for like pet play but it doesn't necessarily have to be pet play like mm-hmm. you can just them and pull them and um but then there's also like the ownership side of it as well like you can buy collars and you can play with collars but to be collared is a separate thing okay and what does that mean so as far as I'm aware um so if you're collared that's like an ownership thing so your dom has collared you they are your dom you are in the dynamic you belong to them essentially um and then you would obviously have your own rules like what that means to you personally in a dynamic like between the two of you it's not like a set thing yeah oh that's cool because yeah Mm -hmm. I'll see that on like Instagram profiles and I assume that's what it means but I've never asked so and people will use like different types of colors like some people use like the metal ones that have like a key lock and then like the dom would have the lock the key so you can't take it off like without their permission some people just use like necklaces if they want like a more like discreet thing like it doesn't literally have to be a collar it can be like symbolic oh I like that I like the necklace idea because then you wear it can wear it always like even out in public and people won't won't know yeah exactly but you will know yeah and that's that you need yeah speaking of locks have you ever tried a chastity belt i have not (laughs) (laughs) it's not something i have lying around (laughs) i saw one online and it has also a dildo for the vagina and the anus and it looks like real underwear but with a lock on it and i was thinking this is like up your alley yeah, you see, like, I couldn't have that taken away from me. <laughs> like, I need access 24 hours a day. <laughs> Wait. No one is locking that up. What if? No one, ever. Oh, my God. What if your dom has the key, goes out for a bit, but you have to use the restroom? I'm thinking practicalities here, Simone. Yeah, I'm guessing you would have like a spare key for like emergency, I would assume. And I would hope that your Dom, if he was going for like multiple hours, would leave you with a key. <laughs> I'd be very concerned if they didn't. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind just now, I'm like, oh my God, what if you have to go to the washroom? Just gone to work for a 10 hour shift and just left you. <laughs> like, I would really hope not. That's like a red, red flag. flag. would you wear one would you try one I don't know if I I don't know not with the anus part again just because I don't I've never understood Mm. it so but maybe I'd have to be in the mood I think it's a mood thing Mm, see I just think it's a no for me which is weird like yeah but (laughs) yeah I don't think I don't want it locked up no (laughs) like that my big concern is what if I have a key yeah you'd need like something like a Mm -hmm. spare key or something yeah all that however the um the cock cages yes in those I recently saw one Mm-hmm. they're hardcore a million. they are hardcore like the, some of them even get mm-hmm. your balls yeah yeah I've seen ones that do like both really mm-hmm. I yeah. love that yeah like that I could get on board with <laughs> mm-hmm. of course 
how much fun would that be? Just like to tease and mess with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm in. Yeah, I already done. Would you ever try a chair with a dildo on it and then you're tied to it? A dildo or vibrator? Vibrator. I've changed my mind. And you're tied to it and he has the power. Yeah. I would too. I think I'm I don't want to make these claims. <laughs> I think I'm quite hard <laughs> to overstim. <laughs> so I feel like it wouldn't be terrible. No. I think it could be I mean fun. I'm saying I don't want to make these claims. Like someone's gonna come and tie me to a chair and test it out. <laughs> Here's her address. No, I think I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I think I'd be okay. I don't think it would be that bad. And then we could blindfold you, and it could be like a mind yeah. because you don't know if I'm there. I, I've now thrown myself into this scenario. Yeah, you're now in charge. Okay. <laughs> And then, yeah, it could be, like, I could pretend I've left, and you're like, oh, my God. Would you be down for the mind fuck? Yeah, like, that's, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, for I sure. Would, I would do that to you. One day, you guys, we're going to make the greatest porn ever invented. We have a whole scene laid out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's primal. There's fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fire. Um, tasers. Yeah. Ropes. Yeah. Flying dildos. Mm -hmm. Chasing. Mm -hmm. And a little bell so I know where she goes. Yeah. One day it'll come to a porn hub near you and you won't want to miss it. <laughs> we'll, we'll send links when yeah. it's uploaded. Because we'll be so excited that we uploaded it and pulled it off guys we have porn <laughs> we did it we made porn <laughs> it'll be great yes that would make me so happy yeah so i remember the last episode we brought up squirting have you been able to like achieve that level of greatness no it's making me really sad like it's gotta be hard right I've never squirted. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Like anyone that I've spoken to um, has said that it's either been like their partner that's just made it like unexpectedly happen mm -hmm. and then they've had to do the exact same thing like every single time, like in the exact same spot. Like it's really specific from yeah. what I've been told. Yeah. But I am still trying really hard. <laughs> For the people the people <laughs> but no that happened yet guys I'm sorry that's okay we'll ask again next week <laughs> yeah and the next week and the next week <laughs> until it happens yep because like we are so invested in this I did hear though like apparently you have to be really really hydrated for it to work like really, really? well hydrated and we all know that I'm not the best at that if you guys want to slide in her DMs and do, like, hydration checks. Please don't, because I'll forever be saying, no, I haven't drank anything. And then I'll get a I voice forgot. memo for fuck's sakes, Kiki. More people are telling me to drink my water and I can't. I keep forgetting. <laughs> and don't come, like, I love you all, but don't come into my DMs like, Download a water reminder app. I did it. I ignore it. It goes off every two hours. It still goes off every two hours. I still ignore it. <laughs> I try my best, okay? For the people. It's oh, terrible. It's terrible. I love it. I love it. Do you have a mask kink? Mm. Yes. Do you have Absolutely. to know who's under the mask or is it the mystery? No. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. 
just take me. No. Yeah, if you're gonna keep the mask on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's also a part of our porn. Mm-hmm. She won't yeah. know when I'm breaking into her house. It's gonna be a surprise. Yeah. But that's all we'll say about it, guys. We don't want to give the game away. No. Um, Trademark, but, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a specific yeah, mask? No. Most of them mm-hmm. seem to do the trick. Um, unless they're really, really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind scary. Yeah. The only thing, some clown masks are too scary for me. Mm. I can do, like, the ones where it's just like vaguely clown-ish yeah but when it's like you know like the big rubber ones that they pull over like mm-hmm. the full like face scary rubber ones like, yeah no joker like clown style makeup absolutely yeah. but not full clowns that creeps me i don't know if i could do the joaquin phoenix joker look mm-hmm. she's the one joker that really creeped the shit out of me <laughs> yeah like he did a really good job in the film but i'm like this is fucking creepy like it was perfect but on a creepy level yeah exactly yeah so don't go chasing us with that version yeah don't do that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i think any of the others okay Mm -hmm. no i lie there's that one with like the big beak yeah has a name forget what it's called that's like the witch doctor no something doctor i can't remember mm. like doc is it something to do with death yeah plague doctor plague yes yes creeps me out too much yeah. i don't birds they scare me so mm-hmm. i think it's a little too much no that's fair i wouldn't want that but either mm-mm. but other than that i think it's i love it most- i love it are you are you a mask girl? I think if I knew who was under it, yeah. I would be fine with it. Because I swear a- easily, I do. <laughs> and so I would shit my pants if some random <laughs> that I didn't anticipate started chasing me. <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, I watch scary movies during the day. I can't watch them at night. And like I have a limit of what I can watch even. It's too much. I can do anything other than um like possessed oh. and ghosts. I can do like serial killer, murderer. Yeah. Um like anything gory is absolutely fine. Like thriller is fine. Mm-hmm. I can't do ghosts. Or possessed people. Yeah. That's no. a no-go. I'm like that with before bed. Like, especially before bed, I can't. Because I'll be up. Like, the littlest noise, I'll be up. And I have two cats, so I know, like, if shit's going down, their ears will be up. And they're sleeping. So I'm like, I know I'm crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not bothered. <laughs> I know this isn't happening, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I could do, like... A serial killer documentary while I'm falling asleep. No problem. Like, that's absolutely fine. But, yeah. you know, I've watched a lot of, like, horror films, like, with, like, the possessed girls with, like, the hair and, like, oh. the ring and the grudge and all those kind of ones. Mm-hmm. And I've watched them too young. I think that's why they scare me now. Yeah. And um, I had an ex who was really into, like, the really creepy horror films, like, the Japanese subtitles like really dodgy recorded yeah. like this could be real life like those kind of ones oh my god and they would watch one every single Sunday and I would literally sit on the sofa in the middle of the day with a pillow <laughs> like this so I have seen so many horror films during that time mm-hmm. and I still hate them I still hate them that's like you're it's a trooper just... to sit there and like there's no fucking way no. No. sorry home dog no. I'm out <laughs> that's not the one no <laughs> no 
I love like just creepy ones and like suspense films like The Purge yes like that kind of thing is uh, all over that yeah I agree I like The Purge I've never watched The Conjuring I heard that's the scariest movie I have seen like clips of like where people have like reacted to it but I've like I don't think I could do it no especially the ones when like it's on camera like when they've got like security cameras and like like baby monitors and stuff like no no I'm out like I even see the ones um you might have seen them like on TikTok where like stuff starts moving in the house and they're like oh we've got a ghost and you know it's fake because it's for TikTok but it's Mm -hmm. just (laughs) I don't like you skip (laughs) it's like yeah you do have a ghost I'm cool if they're, like, friendly ghosts. Like, if they don't try and fuck me up, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe we could, like, haunt people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, if they just want to be, like, cool, then that's fine. But if yeah. they want to be, like, me and, like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. no. Like, this is too quick for my bedtime for this conversation. Yeah. We will <laughs> sage the fuck out of the place. <laughs> This is not okay. It's very late where Simone is right now. Yeah. It's like quarter past something. Yeah. And it's just entering dinner time here. So I'm still cool to talk about it, but. <laughs> 11. It's quarter past 11 at yeah. night. She's going to have a seance, guys, before bed. <laughs> like burning incense or something as I walk down the house. <laughs> <laughs> can you record that that'd be good content yeah I was I gonna mean, do that I'm saying that when they like do the cross but I'm scared to say it in case it does something do um the unholy dance the Sam Smith one <laughs> yeah that'll do <laughs> it <laughs> that's the song you'll sing while you're going around <laughs> yeah that's it actually I'm not gonna say anything I'm just gonna sing that oh jesus i'm gonna record it put the space this is gonna be epic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna film it thank you yeah all right i'm gonna jump into book racks for this halloween season Mm -hmm. i have some good ones we'll start with hellgate veronica eden Mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite I think RHs why choose YOLO um, that I've ever read <laughs> yeah that's a big claim that's yeah it's one of my favorites of all time I don't know she did like she's yeah. fucking phenomenal with this so check that one out mm-hmm. um, Hell House by Dakota Wild and she did it cool because she's got two female main characters with two different like why choose RHEOLO situations and like but they're like she made it work and it's about a curse and it's like the seven sins is that seven deadly sins yeah it's like that vibe it's very cool and I think it's like doing fucking phenomenal on Amazon too so I haven't read it yet but I've everywhere like I've seen people really really it yes and she did such a good job like I don't know how she kept track of each character and how she decided who was going where what when it was amazing um the mindfuck series by ST Abbey oh yes I love that series Mm -hmm. check that out it's a bunch of like novellas it's like what eight of them maybe even more or less yeah it's a lot but it's like their whole story and it's so cool yeah it's incredible it's she, really good yes she does such a good job um and then temptation by l k reed and that's it's doesn't start off as a why choose rh yolo but it turns into that and there's like cults and secret shit 
and like bio brother but is he bio brother and then like new guy in town it's so many elements but it's it's dark and it's fucking amazing it's a great series that sounds really good and those are my halloween recommendations for you Mm -hmm. thank you you're welcome (laughs) i hate this thing literally you're gonna be like stop recording rip (laughs) yeah like my neck is so red from itching i'm just not used to it it looks really itchy here's where you're actually allergic to it could you imagine put that for some youtube hits allergic reaction of the throat do you progressively getting redder yeah and it's like I have a dick stuck in my throat. Like, oh. Sorry, what was that? Do that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a naughty girl. That's for a long time later. <laughs> Any of those already from you, it's fine. <laughs> I'm obsessed with those moments. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching, hopefully. And I really hope you enjoyed our outfits. Um, As always, don't forget your safe play. Safe, sane, consensual, always. Anything that we speak about needs to be thoroughly researched. Any questions, any comments, just slide into the DMs and let us know. We'll do everything we can to help, always. And we hope that you come back again next week. We have more amazing guests. Mm-hmm. We just did a, like a few great interviews today, guys. Yeah, just saying. You're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye. Bye.